0: The following podcast may contain a shitload of popular profanity. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Featuring Frank Hemlin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmookins, Tishka Honeypot springspan span and cut stink ball <laughs> Monday, <laughs> Monday morning stink ball instead of Monday night are you ready football. for some paddle <laughs> yeah you ready for some paddle because we are ready for we talk games sports you wary sports happening just rolls right off one the tongue one month the mortuary of all sport games <laughs> Which I are can actually... feel the audience getting nervous yeah they're nervous as I mentioned first game is John Madden First game we're going to do is free kick. So, we're going to do a soccer game, and it is, you guessed it, a ball and paddle game. <laughs> it's a single screen breakout game with the hot blooded high school looking chibi soccer players. Mm. Let's do the making mechanics for this. And first, I got to say, geese! Yeah. Geese. I don't really know. Is it supposed to be G's? I think it's supposed to be G's. Yeah. But it's spelled with a G-E-E-S. Bees. Not even close <laughs> to G's. When you lose, someone's very disappointed with you and they, they shout geese you <laughs> with exclamation all caps, exclamation point. Let's right, do the making the helm mechanics. on the making mechanics. Yes, please. Please do. Right, oh, so first we- of all, I'm Wiggly. Kyle Von Kubik on the Skype bike, as always. Mike Fritz in the booth. Yo. Okay, Mike, what? the jersey eye bothers me. It's all right. What's with your jersey? What's with your jersey visions? Jersey eye. That's your new thing. What's the, the jersey guy? angle? That's my new angle. That's your new thing. The jersey sucks? No, the jersey camera angle stuff and now the oh, jersey Dutch eye. angle. Yeah. Oh, it's man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dutch angle. I see. Yeah. Jersey eye all the is Dutch when one eye that, always one eye, always
1: points towards Jersey. Gotcha. Another That's one. probably a regional slang it, thing. It there. is
0: it is regional.
1: Hey man, making mechanics, right. pong nineteen seventy two, breakout okay. nineteen seventy six, Arkanoid, nineteen eighty six. You're seeing a theme here, right? Yeah. And ball and paddle. And when
0: when did Free Kick come out? Free Kick, nineteen eighty seven. Okay, so Nihon Systems, and also Sega was involved somehow with this too. Right. Arkanoid was eighty six, and then Free Kick was eighty seven. Okay, Correct. okay, and uh, I, I have to bring up. You as definitely I definitely
1: see the influence there
0: too. Oh yeah, nineteen eighty six was also when Renegade, as we knew it, came out. Also known in Japan as Koha Kunio Kun, which mm-hmm. means hot blooded tough guy. Kunio, and as you know, hot blood at High School came out, and things like this. And then the the reason I bring that up from 1986 is because then in 1990, part of the Hoplite High School Dodgeball Club series was the Hot Ball Dodgeball Club Soccer Edition. The Hot the hot blood at High School Dodgeball Club Soccer Edition, also yes. known as Niketsu Koko Dodgeball Boo Soccer Hen. That good old soccer soccer hen, hen. yeah. Like Bok Bok hen? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, which roughly translates as, I'm going to say, dodgeball, tough guy, soccer hen. Hen. (laughs) (laughs) Bok Bok. Now, of course, this is by Technos of Japan, so it's not related to this title at all. But we see a lot of these chibi sports figures in different games. Even some of my favorite baseball, the power plays, but that's what polygons. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, tennis for the Turbo Graphics by Hudson. One of my favorite tennis games because there's a role-playing game in it where at the end you fight the tennis king. So, you know, that's, that's one of the amazing titles of the, the Turbo that I really like. So that's our making mechanics for free kick. Geese! But it's not just a <laughs> ball and paddle game. No, it's not. The ref blows a whistle, and then you try to break out your soccer ball past the keeper. Mm-hmm. It's more complex than that, though. But I just want to mention that this is one of my favorite breakout-style games, even considering the difficulty. And it is substantial, the difficulty. Yes. First things first, make sure if you play this, you set your dip switches to a five five lives game. Yeah, because you're going to be in trouble. (laughs)
1: Most credits will last seconds. My first play on my first credit, I don't think lasted... A minute. You know, the ball went up, went right past me, right back down. The game is incredibly difficult. And what's also difficult about this game, we've we've talked about these games in the past where finding a working ROM is kind of difficult. Yeah. So you're going to have to find a bootleg. And unfortunately for me, I could get it to run, but it wouldn't recognize my controller. So I had to use the keyboard and that makes uh. it a little more difficult. This was a paddle game and actually had the spinner knob on the cabinet.
0: Yeah, you want to use a spinner knob. I used a rollerball. It actually worked very well with the rollerball. Make sure you have uh, some type of analog controller. It's going to make it a little bit easier for you. Not a lot easier because it's still very difficult. But you can get good at this. Uh, The main difference from a regular breakout style game is instead of blocks and other obstacles, you have an overbooked football team in constant (laughs) motion. They're running formations that somewhat resemble like how a Galaga or other type of dropping galactic dancing type of shooter might bring in the spaceships.
1: Very hypnotic. Um, Oh, yeah. Especially the later levels. I think in level three is when they start doing this sort of like pulsing formation where they go in and then they come out and there's like swirling. It's very interesting to look at. And visually, like you said, it's kind of like very... 8-bit Nintendo looking like it's not like a lot of colors, but the animation is impressive, albeit the art a, a little limited. But mm-hmm. the the animation of the art is very impressive. There's one character in the game that makes it even more difficult, which is the mole, and uh, <laughs> he will uh, deflect your ball at random depending on where he pops up. Completely and His digging animation was very
0: impressive to me. His his what digging? Uh huh. Dig- yeah.
1: yeah, when he digs up through the ground, it was I, I thought it was very impressive. At first, the artwork didn't really do anything for me, but as I was playing through the game, I was noticing these
0: little attentions to detail. Mm-hmm. You will play through the levels. It's about half of soccer field and the level number is carved into the grass. And you will even have different color turfs and things like this. There's Mm -hmm. two ways to end a level or beat a level rather. One is to actually beat the other team's score. The other team's score is placed over the goalkeeper's head on the left side. You start at zero. And if you can sneak the ball past the goalkeeper and beat the opposing team's score, then Mm -hmm. the level will end. Now, One thing to remember if you do this, and I've actually, you know, I actually did this many times. Uh, The other way that you clear the screen is to defeat all the red shirt players. Now, most of the players don't start out with red shirts. They take a couple hits like your regular blocks would, and then they change into red shirts. There's also two forwards in the game that are horribly hated. Because they're very quick, you can't hurt them, and they're very close to your paddle or platform, whatever you want to say in a breakout saw game. And they will pass it to each other and really put a spin on it, and they're very, very difficult and very annoying. That's what challenges the game. But if you you can get it past the keeper. If the other team has a score of four and you get to four goals... Don't think that you stop now and go to the next level. That's tying. You have to get five. Beat it, yeah. And I know that sounds stupid. I know, of course, you have to beat a score. You don't tie a score. But I can't tell you how many times I got to the number of my opponent's team. And then you're relaxed. Yeah, I relaxed. I thought I was done.
1: (laughs) And you can, in this game, relax at all. I mean, right from the first stage, it is incredibly difficult. It's got a high barrier of entry for first-time players, and it doesn't really give you much direction. You kind of learn as you go, like, hey, I got that ball past them. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Am I supposed to clear all these guys off the field? I wasn't aware that you could clear all all the guys off the field to win. I thought the objective was to uh, make those goals. So in the fir- on the first stage, I just let one guy hang around, and it wasn't really focused on him. I was focused on getting it past the goaltender. Which is and
0: hard. <laughs> very hard, but doable and yeah. very satisfying when you do it. I'm glad and you mentioned that. I'm glad you felt that same way, because I yeah, certainly I, did. For all
1: accounts and purposes, I should have hated this game, and I just I didn't. I, I wanted to keep playing. Now, that being said, I... Sp- spent an hour and a half playing the game and I was only on the sixth stage (laughs) and it's like a hundred stages and then they loop which is the biggest fuck you because I had to find out what what happens like at the end of this game and how long does it go so I I did some investigation and sure enough it goes to stage zero which is after 99 Um, and then goes back to one wow yeah so this game is straight up fuck you (laughs) but it's a Mm -hmm. satisfying game and it's it's enjoyable and the like I said the art style. There's little things about it. That recoil of the paddle, when the ball hits the paddle and it does that recoil, Uh uh it's just this little animation, but it made it kinetic. Like, I felt... A connection to the sprite on the screen, and it hooked me. I don't think it's going to hook everybody. No, but for some people, if you're into, we've talked about paddle and ball games before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the more interesting ones we've talked about. I don't think it's the best one because of its difficulty, but it's definitely one of the most interesting ones we've talked about. And you don't have to know Mahjong tiles, so that,
0: that helps. <laughs> That's true. You don't have to know their amounts or their wins or suits. A lot of breakout games, the opening launch or the catch launch are pretty much your most important shots. And they're timed, of course. It will, it will release the ball automatically if you don't get rid of it. But this is your opportunity to try to get the ball for people that aren't familiar with breakout games. And they might not be because we have a younger audience as well. Mm -hmm. But you try to make it bounce so that you can get it past the obstacles and on top of the obstacles, because then the ball itself is going to be bouncing between the top of the screen and the characters that you're trying to clear and basically working for itself to break out the top obstacles. A lot of Amalgam games don't really work very well, but I not only think that this one does, but it does it very cleanly and straightforward, it's immediately playable. As you said, you don't necessarily know what you're doing, but you know what you're supposed to be doing. For me, at least, the thing that was most clear
1: when I first started playing was, I need to get this soccer ball in that goal. Mm-hmm. Now, because I didn't know the other way to win, I did learn that, obviously, through playing and clearing the board. The game didn't need to tell me that. I got it. I, okay, soccer, paddle, goalies moving up there. Clearly, I got to get into that net. Later on you learn there's two ways to to win, which mm-hmm. thankfully is there because you know, it it makes it a little less you know, a little less challenging, but not much less challenging.
0: No. Because of those damn forwards. Yes. They are just oh. I wish I could go up and punch them. Now we talked about power-ups because of Arkanoid with the power-ups, but these power-ups are pretty much you have uh, points. <laughs> 100 points, which doesn't help you at all. You have large paddle, Mm -hmm. then a thing that shrinks your paddle, and then the catch. The catch allows you to, of course, capture the ball with your platform. And then, like Arkanoid, you have the arrow that goes back and forth. So, the arrow tells you, Burt, by the way, the arrow tells you what direction that you can launch the ball in should you choose to do that.
1: Right, which is helpful when you cleared most of the
0: board and you're trying
1: to go for the goals. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Knowing where the ball's going to go is kind of important. Yes. Very helpful.
1: Uh, oh, and did you notice that when the goalie catches the ball, it makes a, a sound effect that is either completely ripped or very similar to the Super Mario Fire Flower sound effect? Oh, well, I noticed something was familiar about it. That's what that is. It's when you shoot a fire flower uh, mm-hmm. in
0: Super Mario Brothers, it's that same noise. Gotcha. A saving grace of this title, and there's very few, is that when you continue, you not only begin on the level that you died, but you begin from a freeze of your clear progress. Yeah, which I appreciate that a lot. If you had to restart the entire level from go with all the enemies on screen, that would have made me not like this game. Yeah.
1: Really, if this game's difficulty and its barrier of entry was much lower uh, j- just from the start, you know, it could have built towards that impossible yeah. point. If it had that slow burn, I-, I think this probably would be like my favorite ball paddle game. I really like the mechanic of it. It's just too damn difficult.
0: And the simplicity of it really lends itself to being a true arcade game. A game that you would call an arcade game because you know, I consider a Breakout a real arcade game. Mm-hmm. You sit down, you try to break out. Arkanoid, you try to break out, you have you try to Arcanoid. Arcs. You Try to Arkanoid yourself around. You know, it, it It plays well. It does what it's supposed to do. It's not trying to progress a unnecessary story. You're trying to score. You're trying to break out. As and you because mentioned-
1: it's Japanese, there's a little bit of misogyny in there, too. <laughs>
0: Oh, right, because you also have uh, half-time cheerleading, show. halftime shows, cheerleading, yes. And then you also get a free kick. Some dealing with free kicks. You also get a free kick sometimes where it's just you and a goalie and your ball with the arrow happening. And sometimes you'll be closer to the goal or back from the goal. And I'm not sure what causes your distance from the goal to happen, but it might be one of those power-ups. I have no idea what it does. Yeah. Um, one power-up I wish that we had from Arkanoids is the ability to shoot. Yeah, Uh, people like shoot the those forwards, or at least couldn't you have like the hooligans run in from the side and let's you know start causing a commotion, beating up those people just for a while. I I
1: like that. That would have been
0: interesting. They changed the color of the shirts for you or something. Yeah. Do something. That would have been neat. Because you know, football hooligans are are part of football. You can't get away from that. There is one hooligan, one guy that runs in who shouldn't be in there. I don't know why the refs aren't, security's not running after him to get him out. I don't know. He's like a bald old man with a weird outfit on, but yes. he's actually helping those guys. He'll help kick it at you. That's there is one guy bullshit. though that helps us. He he's does? like a
1: blonde haired guy. Oh. Comes by Forgot and him. you kick it to him and he'll kick for the goal.
0: Okay. Okay. Now I remember. Now I so remember. that's the yin to that old man, Yang. Okay. Well, that's good. But we yeah. needed more of those, especially somebody to just take out take out those forwards just for a limited time, please. That would have been nice. They are relentless on you.
1: I felt like when the paddle and I could be wrong on this, but when the paddle was under the guy, he'd pass to the to the other forward. But oh. if he caught the ball
0: and your paddle wasn't under him, he'd just kick it down to the gutter. That might be the method I felt that it was. One guy always made the pass. Well, I felt no. I felt like it was the angle of the shot, and maybe the speed of the shot, and how far away they were from each other. But you might be right. It might be where your paddle's positioned. They'll fuck you, is what we're getting. They at. will. They're gonna fuck you. They're going to make sure that you lose. Two unbeatable guys that are bigger than the others. You definitely notice them. They're grayish. And when I say it's overbooked, what I mean is there'll be 20, 30 (laughs) soccer people on the field that you're trying to go against. So it's the star pattern is like the second level or third level. And that is just uh, really shows you what's going to be happening in this game. And they're marching like, you know, a marching band. They're just running around doing their own thing. If you like this game and you have MAME and you have game state freezes, this will allow you to get up to those higher levels if you want to. I think you'd have to be a real professional gamer or a masochist to try to beat this and turn it over in one sitting. (laughs) Yeah, everyone makes such a big deal about Steve Wiebe and Billy Mitchell about Donkey
1: Kong. Show me the world record holder of this fucking game because that guy, that's something incredible.
0: You ain't kidding. I mean, you're gonna wear out the pots and your spinner knob before you could beat this game. I think.
1: I definitely, think it's worth checking out though, just for the mechanics to see what they did and see, I guess, a foundation of what could what could have been a really enjoyable experience. Like, if we act if we spent money to get as far as we did in mm-hmm. this game, like real money. Yeah, I don't think we'd be living in houses right now.
0: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the arcade got to the higher levels. Hey, who knows? Hey, minor.
1: But this is an interesting note and as far as the evolution of um, the ball and paddle game and an interesting benchmark for the genre, as well as to see what people were doing with the genre, trying to expand upon it. And we've talked about different ways other companies have done it. I really think this is an interesting mechanic. It's just the game's too fucking hard. But thankfully, because of uh, emulation, It's not a big deal. You can throw a bunch of credits in and experience it and see for yourself. I also appreciate the
0: fact that there's no annoying looping music in this. Right. There's some little score points, and like you mentioned when when, uh, the Mario sound, but Mm -hmm. nothing gets annoying, and it's nothing but ball kicks when you start paddling around. This has a real arcade mechanic, so if you can put a quarter in Pac-Man. If you can put a quarter in Space Invaders, you can definitely put a quarter in this and feel like you're playing. It's hard to to get across what I'm saying. You know, we talked about these games that have fantastic graphics. You go to your Neo Geo. They're tremendous games, but not a lot of them have the pure, simple arcade mechanic. Even Mappy, Mappy's starting to get beyond your basic arcade mechanic. Not really. I mean you it's still it's still arcadey. Yep. But like Popeye I think is arcadey, although you have the different levels which puts it in the middle. But this is definitely an arcade mechanic where you could go back to like a Pac-Man. Why do people still play Pac-Man? Why do people still play Miss Pac-Man? I think that has that feel to it. Right, even though it's incredibly, but incredible. I'll tell you what, man, making it so that you have five lives really changed my enjoyability of the game. When mm. I only had three, and I had to keep hitting, start, and keep keep putting more virtual quarters in, yeah. I was not having as much fun as one <laughs> coins. Yeah, yeah, my. Bitch. I was not having as much fun as I was when I had those extra lives. When I did, had those extra lives, I seemed to have done better. Hmm. And you can earn extra lives as well.
1: Your brain that's. will get better at mitigating the game oh, yeah. while you play it. Like, I, I noticed I was getting—I uh, suck at the game, but I was getting better as I was playing.
0: I think that's another element of a true arcade game is is the ability to have more subconscious improvements of the hand-eye coordination and the— pre-expectation, the understanding of of what might happen and what physics effect occur in the game. I think Mm -hmm. those are all hallmarks of a real arcade game. And what a great way to begin our... Mortuary! That's right. I'm
1: challenging you, the We Talk Games listeners who shun the sports game genre, to give these games over the next month a try. I'm looking at you, RoboDuke. You are the biggest offender of being uh, anti-sports. I want to see you play these games uh, and and everybody else. But Let us know what you think of these games. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know as the month progresses. Let's make it an event. And Robo Duke's the one that did best on a sports trivia on Joker's Wild. Yeah, he's got no excuse. I wanna, just could I'm, I'm pointing at you. I want to see you review each one of these games <laughs> for the entire month.
0: Yeah, he just couldn't push up fast enough to get yeah. to his sports answers. That's something. Well, uh, and a personal than, problem. let us know. Let us know what your what your favorite. Fa- Your favorite sports game is as far as non-traditional sports titles. We're not going to review them. We already have our run sheet of what we're going to do for the month, but we'd like to know and we'd like to share that on our tweeters and uh, other gimmicks that we do. That's right. Elements of uh, the We Talk Games website might go away Uh, like Just the message board, but we have some really cool things that haven't been updated in years, Mm. like our one sentence game reviews, like our haiku reviews. These are some pretty original bits, and if not original, at least close to being original or definitely high quality. I think some of our haiku reviews are dead accurate, funny, entertaining. Yeah, sure. Go to wetalkgames.com and check out the new
1: redesign and also the choice cuts on the front page. You'll see uh, this episode, last week's episode, and then four choice cuts from our uh, library that we
0: think you'll enjoy. Name an episode you really liked and we'll try to put it up there as well. And now here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Games audio clue
1: hello I am titty screw here is next week's we talk games video power magazine arcade weekly arcade game audio clue ah, good luck
0: dudes all right what's your clue for next week's game hot chicks and roller skates uh-huh
1: with bouffant hair
0: yes Daddy likes my clue is going to be Roger Sharp. Oh, that is a good clue. Yeah, Roger Sharp recently liked February
1: seventh. Make sure you do that too on Facebook. If you he already did, had
0: he did. I, love I invited Roger him. Sharp. He
1: liked the fuck out of it.
0: I love Roger Sharp. Great man. He is one of my favorite guests on here. He always had something new. You know what's unique is you know he's not a game creator. He's not involved in that aspects of making the games we love, but he is deeply involved with almost every game that came out from a particular company, especially uh, Bally Midway, because he was responsible for marketing and and helping and and obtaining licenses and doing things like this. So he was all the meetings. The man saved pinball. He saved pinball. That's true, because he is a pro pinball Player, and we talked about that when we uh, did our first uh, one-on-one with Roger Sharp. Check that out. We also still have the Nintendo Game Boy thing. What's Nintendo? Guest Boy. Guest Boy. Yeah, and you can just cut right to the interviews. They're not as good as our interview Starcade. Episodes where we give you a little backstory, but they at least give you a little taste of mm-hmm. what we might talk about with that particular. And keep guest. in
1: mind, you can scroll on that thing. Scrolls, there's that's you some heavy a scroll bar on the bottom. <laughs> it, it looks like
0: it's just a piece of the graphic, but you can scroll, so it's more than three people. That was a lot of work. That is a hand drawn game. That's a hand drawn Game Boy. Well. I did it in Photoshop. But that is that is from scratch a Game Boy. There's no real Game Boy under there. And then putting in that code to allow for the slider bar and the other things. Yeah. Um, All because uh, Kyle had a dream. Yeah, you came up with that. <laughs> you
1: forced your hand to do you it. Did. I'm like, this
0: would be such a great idea. But I have no idea how to do it. So <laughs> right. I'm going to leave this with you. Right on. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for We Talk Games. We hope you tune in next week as we continue. Our sportuary! Sportuary's happening! Are you ready for some sportuary? No! Okay, bye everybody. Don Money! Oh! Right. (laughs)
1: It's called football because you play with your fucking feet. It's called football because you play with your fucking feet. Football because you play with your fucking feet.
0: Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Bye, men.